Welcome to the Mindset for Change podcast. We are dedicated to helping people thrive in the face of change by exploring everyday common experiences that we all share in our effort to build our resilience. There will be quick hits with yours truly, as well as longer takes talking to experts across the fields of resilience, leadership, and performance. So thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Mindset for Change podcast, Russ Flayton here. And today's episode is about the difference between learning a skill and creating a habit, because they are two very, very different things. Skills are very, very easy and simple to learn. You know, for example, if I want to get better with managing my time, if I'm studying, preparing, whether it's for work, sport, doesn't matter, What skills can help me manage my time more effectively? If I want to focus better or be more present, you know, what are the skills that I can learn to do those things? Same thing with reading skills, writing skills. Skills themselves are very simple. You really don't need a whole lot of motivation to just be able to identify and understand the concept behind a skill because we do it all the time. But there is an entirely different set of conditions that allow us to take a skill and build a habit around it. That is what we're going to look at today is what are those conditions? And I'll give you one specifically that you can take away with today to keep your mind focused on the right thing when it comes to really cultivating a habit. It's ultimately, that's what we're trying to do. I'm not learning a skill just for the sake of the skill. Usually it's to address a problem or reach a goal. So what are those conditions and what does that look like? So there is an athlete, we'll, we'll call him Billy for, for this example, but Billy's story is perfect for this idea of a skill versus a, a habit because he had such a curious mindset, always wanted to learn something new. And for him, he was already playing at a high level, played at a very prestigious hockey program, but he always wanted to learn something new. And so much of what we ended up having to do was just to get him to pause and pump the brakes because sometimes that over curiosity can cause overthinking too. And it's, you know, uh, the KISS method uh, has been around for a reason. (laughs) So keep it simple. But this, this athlete in particular dealt a lot with just being distracted, just whether it was during practice or during competition, he found himself quite often, despite really high, high quality, high level play, being distracted and having a hard time just being present. And some of it was some confidence challenges and we talked through those, but ultimately the skill part of this conversation was very simple. How often do you really practice just being observant, being present? And he said, well, you know, not that often. And so we, we took that, that concept apart, being present, being observant, because when it came to game time, At this point in his career, bordering on an NHL-type player, he spent so many hours on the ice, knowing the tactics. It's not like you really had to pay attention to certain fundamentals that a younger player would need to, right, to to perform better, or maybe would help anchor their focus. And so it was a lot more around just being present, being attentive, and let let the training and practice take over. And we had to have a couple hard conversations during during a practice week are you really studying film? 
Do you understand the opponent you're playing? Do you understand their tendencies? Because if not, that's a different set of skills. That might be more memory and recall skills. Because now once the adrenaline comes on when you're stepping on the ice in the game, maybe you're forgetting some of the things that were being taught during practice, right? That's very different than just being uh, learning focus skills. But either way, over the course of the conversation, what we, what we came to land on was this idea of being present. Especially when we got to the fact that he was overly frustrated quite often if he wasn't having a good shift or two or was being asked to play different roles on the team than what he was accustomed to. And this wasn't just after one conversation, it was just over the course of me sitting back and observing and watching the performance and getting an idea of, of his, his histor you know, history and tendencies. So we taught it. Uh, we went through a couple exercises and routines that he could start doing every day to just slow down and pause and get used to the feeling and what it's like to just be present. And then also understanding emotions. You know, if I'm, if I'm judging what's going on there, do you understand the purpose of having these types of emotions? And just being this active observer of your thoughts and emotions. And so you can recognize that and stay present longer. Especially uh, in between periods, in between games, you have plenty of time to make adjustments. So save that time to make those adjustments, make those judgments then. But that's the overall principle. So the majority of the first part of the season, when I first started working with him, was just having this conversation. And then this is where the curious mindset got in the way, which was I thought was really interesting, was, okay, well, I had a really good uh, game this week. Thanks, Russ, that's awesome. Or it was a really great week or two of practices, great. And then now the first adversity hits. Bad shift, bad game, bad week, okay. Um, we, need, we need to refine some things, so what else can I be doing? And it was just this continuing, how do I continue to adjust? And I had to ask him, when do you know when not to adjust? I've taught you the skills you need right now, so when, when can you make a decision that now's not the time to make an adjustment or try something new? But I need to continue to be patient because this hasn't become a habit yet. I'm still getting emotionally hooked into the past and becoming frustrated or annoyed or irritated. What we had to shift our conversation from was less about the skill and more to the conditions around making it a habit and just having this checklist in mind. Now the nice thing is there are clearly defined conditions that really allow you to be patient and to stay motivated and it's not ignoring poor play or not uh, wanting to continue to adjust. That's not it at all but making sure we're actually paying attention to the factors, the conditions that allow for a habit to take hold. Because once it's taken hold, now, okay, we've been doing this a while, now we can start seeing where the adjustments go. And that's where these precursors come in. And you'll hear me talk quite a bit about precursors off and on throughout this podcast, because that's what we're about. We're about the conditions that allow for positive change. And so we had this seven, seven factor checklist. And, and all it was was, how are you doing with this? You're practicing being present daily before practices, when you're waking up, part of your pregame routine, that's fantastic. But if you're finding yourself feeling burnt out or you're lacking the energy to continue to develop this skill, then what's missing? And so that was nice, just to have once a week, just to sit down and evaluate these conditions on a weekly basis. We don't need to overanalyze and make it more complicated than it needs to, but just once a week sit down. On Sundays, after you had two games that week and the, and the full slate of practices, 
how was that for you? And so those seven factors were urgency, right? Am I motivated to continue to want to implement this new skill? Number two, because I'm going to have setbacks when I'm implementing a new skill, I'm gonna experience discouragement, frustration, maybe some painful emotions, depending on how complex the change is. Was I embracing that or was I avoiding that? That's good to know. Awareness. Clearly, I'm going to have some feelings about this. I might even uncover some new problem areas. Am I aware of what those things are? Four, confronting it. Okay, so I'm, I'm noticing now that this is causing me some discomfort. Am I really continuing to try and be a student of the mind? And I'm going to pause here just for a sec, just because that was a natural strength of his, just curiosity. And so we continue to use that to fuel this new mindset we wanted him to have, which was being this active observer. And so that one was one that he was scoring low on. So that was the pivot when we started having that conversation. Continuing on, are you really open to what this new skill set will provide for you? You know, do you have hope? And then finally, what's the support here? Who's gonna keep you? Who's gonna actively encourage your growth and development in this area? And clearly I was one of them, but he also had uh, a couple other teammates that were working on the same thing. So they formed this group of just continuing to keep each other together. But it made it very simple because it, it became less about the skill because he was already practicing that and more about now the conditions that were going to allow the habit to take place. And it completely changed the dynamic in the way in which he was viewing skills in his development as a player, especially at that level. So as we kind of zoom out of that story, this is the thing to really keep in mind. If I'm wanting to increase confidence, if I'm trying to increase focus, doesn't matter. You can YouTube skills, you can talk to a performance specialist like myself or a counselor, right? Depending on what you're working on, a teacher, a coach, we'll give you the skills. But recognizing the conditions that actually allow a habit to take place, that's a different thing altogether. And it's very powerful when you start paying attention to that. So one of those areas that'll really help is just focus on the support piece. That's the most simple thing, and that is not just people who are supportive to you, but do you have people who are actively encouraging this skill to take hold and become a habit? Who are those people who genuinely want to see you grow in this area? That's the people you also wanna support yourself with. That's a condition that fosters positive change. So just keep that in mind, this idea of a skill versus a habit. Identify the skill you want, and after that, Make sure you're paying attention to the conditions that foster change. Thanks.